This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You guys already know how obsessed I am with therapy. I talk about it all the time on this podcast about how I have two therapists and how I go to therapy every single week. Well, I've been going to therapy for years, but once 2020 hit, the year of chaos for all of us, I really needed extra support and BetterHelp has really been there to guide me through these chaotic times. Uh, I've been dealing with anxiety, depression, and I also have been in this recovery space for disordered eating and just a host of other issues. So BetterHelp will assess your needs and, uh, and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours, so all you have to do is you take a a quick online quiz, you answer some questions about what you're going through, what kind of therapist you're looking for, and you can literally write in the answers, I am looking for this kind of therapist, I am looking for an expert in this field. That's what I did, and they matched me with a therapist who has tons of experience with eating disorders, trauma, and depression. And to be honest, I love my therapist so much. She's probably my favorite therapist I've ever had. And I've been through like a variety of therapists over the years. Me and her really hit it off. And even if you don't hit it off with your therapist right away, because let's be real, finding a therapist can honestly feel like you're dating. Don't worry, you can always change therapists as many times as you need. No questions asked, no charge or anything like that. So you can always change your therapist and then get matched with a new one that day. So BetterHelp uh, is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is literally professional counseling done securely online. And what I love about BetterHelp is that they have a journal feature. So if you're going through something challenging through the week and you don't have an appointment until, let's say, next week, you can write a journal entry. It's all online. It's secure. And if you'd like, you can share that journal entry with your therapist so that they are on the same page. They're caught up. They know exactly what you're going through. They know whatever triggers you've been dealing with over the week. And what's awesome about BetterHelp, too, is that your therapist will respond. So you can actually communicate with your therapist in between your your sessions. So it's not like you only get, get to talk to your therapist once a week. You can check in with them frequently in between your sessions. You can catch them up to date. You can kind of communicate with them every day if you wanted to and the online journal feature is really nice for folks who are new to journaling or just need that extra support so communicating with your therapist more frequently could really benefit you if you're going through a rough time. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available if you are struggling right now. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's better com slash vibe. And you can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You deserve the support. 
you deserve the healing and you are not alone there are so many people who are struggling with severe anxiety depression trauma all of these things and you don't need to suffer in silence anymore so visit betterhelp.com vibe for a discount on your first month of online therapy that's betterhelp h-e-l-p dot com slash vibe and that discount code will get you 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe welcome to the vibe within podcast i'm your host gab cohen Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone. So let's connect and heal our vibe within. All right, here we go. Um, I am very happy that I don't do my podcast on the video realms of life because I look like shit today. Not even gonna lie. Like, I remember back when I had my interview with uh, Ariel Lore, and she she was on the podcast um, a couple months ago, maybe, and oh my god we talked about um how we just have these ugly days like i'm sure everybody can relate just waking up in the morning and looking at yourself and saying what the fuck happened (laughs) you know overnight like last night i felt great i've been wearing makeup more recently you know washed off my makeup and i got really anxious and i had a really weird sleep Um, but then I woke up early and felt good, took my medicine, took my supplements, you know, chugged water. That's what I usually do. Peed, went back to sleep. And I swear to God in the the few hours that I slept, I slept so heavy and my dreams were just really fucking annoying. I'm not going to get into my dreams because that's, I don't want to bore you, but The reason why I'm coming on here right now to record this podcast is actually to see if my energy can change because I woke up really just like uncomfortable from my dreams, from my current reality in real life. Um, I'm, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of passive aggressive energy that's around me and it's not fun to be around at all. Um, I think there's something to be said about the chakras and what happens when you are around energy that you don't necessarily want to be around, but you're forced to be around them or, you know, a place that gives you not a good energy. Maybe you're forced to go to work and that place doesn't give you good vibes. Um, my living situation is, is great. There's just some passive aggressive energy going on and, I am very excited to 
for my new chapter, which I'll be moving out of here um, January 2nd, and I'm really excited to begin a new chapter, and I'll share that later in another episode. But um, basically, I wrote some na- some notes down from when I was listening to Jessica Lignato's podcast about po- about astrology and some of the transits that are going on, so I will tap into that a little bit and stick around because at the end of this episode, I'm going to be sharing a music creative collaboration that I've been doing with my friend Matt Bellina. He is an amazing musician who lives in St. Petersburg, Florida, and together for the last several months, I want to say since May, so, you know, seven, eight months, um, I can't count, I don't even know if that's correct, (laughs) Um, we've been collaborating, so he's been writing music, I've been writing lyrics consistently since quarantine, pretty much, Um, and he's been using my lyrics and you know, transforming them into these new original songs that just give me so much life. Um, he he has so much talent in the way that he puts together music, and the way that he brings to life my poetry is like it's I could never imagine doing it. It's just writing music to me is like some superpower that people have. I, I don't really play any instruments, but I've been I've been in the music scene. I've been I've worked in the music industry a little bit here and there and I have always loved writing and I've discovered this new passion of writing lyrics just fucking around, you know. And uh <laughs> so Matt Bellina we met through a dating app. I believe Hinge when I was living in Tampa with my mom during COVID and I was on Hinge and whatever. I was really lonely and I remember we matched or whatever and then he, I think he messaged me a couple times. Then he followed me on Instagram. We were, you know, then, then we were like Instagram buddies, you know? Um, and so we started to be friends through that and he started to, to tell me how much he loved my poetry and if, if he asked me if he could use some of my poetry and, and some of his music and I was like, yeah, sure sure dude like use whatever you want you know I wasn't expecting him to actually do it and he he started sending me these audio clips here and there just sporadically of these songs that he was recording using my lyrics and I gotta say something within me healed has been healing through this process Um, so I want to say to you guys how, how important creativity is and it might come in a form that you've never experienced before that your body's craving. And I think what I was talking about before is the chakras and how the chakras can feel depleted or they can be imbalanced by our current reality. You know, that our current reality outside of our bodies is constantly um, communicating with the energy in our bodies. If there's something wrong, if there's something weird in the energy around you, if you feel, you know, that you're you're not harnessing your inner power as much, if you feel like you've been dealing with especially passive-aggressive energy or you feel like you've been having to shut down or disconnect in 
not in, in the positive way about disconnecting. I mean, shutting down mentally, emotionally, um, fight, fight or flight mode, survival mode, all of that is signaling to the body that there's something wrong, that, that there's, there's something fishy going on. And then that kind of communicates to the body that, that there is a, a threat, you know, that there's a threat and then that survival mode kicks in cortisol goes hot, goes up, hormones can be imbalanced, mood, everything is connected, digestion, you know, I've been getting a lot of messages from people saying that their Hashimoto symptoms are flaring up, and mine are too, and I think it's really interesting because I've been reading this book, Anatomy of the Spirit, I've been posting a lot of um, excerpts from it on my Instagram, so I'm trying to really share more knowledgeable um, information that that can help the collective at this time because I feel like many of us are really struggling with physicality stuff. Um, I think the the age of shadow work is obviously still very trendy and it's it's I guess trendy is not not the good word to use, but it's in right now, and it's very it's in the forefront of everybody's in the spiritual community. Um, shadow work is very dominant, but I think in my personal practice and experience, I'm trying to have more fun, and I'm trying to awaken the inner child within and strengthen her and heal her. And yes, that is shadow work, but I think there's a time and place for deep, deep reflection, feeling all your feels, and kind of going down this rabbit hole of healing past trauma, like, that's, it's, that's a never-ending journey, it's a never-ending process, so there's really no rush to it, because if you rush, and then your entire life is just constantly processing trauma, or constantly trying to heal trauma, then it's like, again, with the nervous system, and with the chakra system, if we're constantly in shadow work, that's constantly going to communicate that there's a problem to the body, the, the energetical body. It's like, oh, we're, we're still processing this memory. We're still processing this trauma. And it takes the body back to those, to those memories and moments. And I've really had to work on this because I am a Sagittarius sun. I'm a Scorpio rising and Gemini moon so you know the Scorpio side of me is always in shadow work shadow work is always playing at a low volume for me at all times and for me part of my integration and part of my healing process is actually unplugging from that that intensity that too, too much too much analyzing too much um, I don't want to say too much therapy, but too much over analyzing my personality, my mental illness, my disordered eating patterns, too much over analyzing the past experiences because there's only so much I can extract from those experiences that have already happened that leaves me kind of at a, a point where it's like, okay, but now what? okay, I know my patterns, I know my cycles, I know the kind of situations that I've um, invited into my life that I'm not proud of, now what? 
And I think the now what part of healing is like, okay, how can I integrate myself back into social interactions, um, having fun, being able to play, being able to take a little break from the inner loud dramatics of life, you know, like, because if, if I step back for far enough and I look at my life from a higher perspective, you know, as far away as I can go like, and then just taking a quick gander at my life from maybe an outsider's perspective, um, I realize that my life is pretty good, you know, and it's, it's in that shift, that mental shift where I can be like, ah, you know, like this, this internal energetic sigh of release because it's like I feel relieved knowing that I can take breaks out of my mind out of the shadow work out of the intense realm of spirituality and awakening you know last year last January maybe or you know last January yeah I, I made a two-part podcast called The Magical Darkness of Awakening, Part 1 and Part 2. If you have time to listen to that, I think if this topic resonates with you, this darkness of awakening, what comes with quote-unquote awakening or enlightenment, if you believe in enlightenment or nirvana or whatever you want to call it, there's a host of things that come with awakening, which means in my life, I mean, now I'm, I'm approaching my birthday, my solar return. When, I, when this comes out, it'll probably be my birthday that day or the next day. So my birthday is December 12th, the 1212 portal. <laughs> and I've always felt this weird, strong connection to the numbers 1212. Like even when I was little, I always had this magical feeling about my birthday, about how when I told people it was December 12th for some reason. And this was before I this was like when I was like five or six years old. I didn't know anything about numerology or anything, but I just had this sense that my the numbers, not just my birthday, like every kid thinks that their birthday is the most special thing ever, but the numbers, 1212, 12, awakened me in, in a sense and made me feel like special in a sense of to God or to the universe, you know? Like maybe you feel this way about certain numbers or certain things that have happened to you in your life and you feel like oh wow like that even like when you were a child you know this is why it's so important to heal the inner child and awaken the inner child and nurture the inner child and remind them that they're safe because when we can go back and and remember these really strong really memorable situations or memories that happen in our lives as children there's these moments where we're like before we really knew what religion was we felt this this sense that someone was watching over us that there was something more divine that there is like the energy of synchronicity was was there even when we were children we just didn't have the language for it so I really have so yeah okay magical darkness of awakening um the reason why I made those two episodes last year was because I was going through my dark night of the soul for real, for real. 
and I was completely alone in Philadelphia where I didn't have too many friends who were like in the sober community and this dark depression dark night of the soul phase of my life actually awakened me to the darkness that comes with awakening which is solitude this is before covid before covid i was already living in this spiritual solitude um and it started to make me realize that awakening is a lonely place and you start to analyze yourself especially if you have a meditation practice that people will say like my meditation practice is not fun or it doesn't feel safe because when I go inside um, I start to realize all of my shadow all of the fucked up things I've said to people all the fucked up situations that I didn't react with mindful you know mindful speech mindful energy and I started to realize that the friendships in my life weren't supporting me energetically or in my mood. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear there's piano playing in the background, but Nara's freaking out. I think he likes it a lot. <laughs> he, uh, Nar has been sneezing a lot recently, and I think that he's going through something energetically too. But so yeah, anyways not to get too too far off um the awakening process is dark because you start to peel off all these unnecessary layers of i don't want to say unnecessary people but people who aren't serving you aren't helping you too much um with your recovery or with your process or with your um self-betterment you know so i started to feel this really really this shift within my within my mind and I just started to really beat myself up it was it was the beat myself up part of my my awakening I was starting to go to to these recovery meetings recovery dharma meetings in Philly and it was like meditation and, and group group talks you know with addicts and the more I went to these meetings it unlocked you know my awareness to how I am, you know, and I started to really analyze the way that I acted in the meditation rooms and the support group rooms because I didn't know anybody there at all, right? So it was kind of like a clean slate type experience. I didn't owe anybody anything. I didn't have to cover up anything. I didn't have to dazzle anybody so the energy that I went into those rooms with maybe you can relate you know maybe maybe we all have different parts of ourselves so maybe you analyze yourself and you're like wow I'm so much different when I'm around this group of people and I'm so much different when I'm at home with my roommate or something you know and then you start then you start judging yourself like well Am I fake or is this part of me real? Um, you know, this person doesn't see me the way that this person sees me. This person doesn't see my light like that person sees my light. This person only sees my darkness. Um, and this person, you know, doesn't talk to me anymore 
or this person is resorting to passive aggressive energy and the silent treatment. These are all things that energetically wound us. And, you know, this analyzing self can become kind of daunting because, you know, when that voice within us is really loud, it's hard to get away from it. And it's hard to know who we are, especially in this energetic realm that we're in with COVID and isolation. And now there's like a second lockdown out here in California, which is where I'm at right now. And it's like, I was listening to the astrology podcast and I'm going to, I promise I'm going to get into the astrology part of this, of this episode. Um, I was listening to the astrology podcast and um, one of the astrologers was saying, you know, to what, to what degree, what are the consequences on a soul and spiritual healing level um, to what's going on right now with all the second lockdowns and restrictions and to what extent do we draw a line or what does this mean when we're talking about our soul's energy you know this this part of us that I feel like I've kind of been in a plateau at, at times, not, I don't stay in plateaus, I kind of like, they're, they're only there for a little bit, then you go up, up higher, then you go up down lower, then you plateau again, and it's like, it's a constant thing, right? I think what I've realized is that there are consequences when you decide to live in a state that everyone thinks is great, you know, like California. I just came out here to sublet my friend's place for a handful of months and it made me realize that California is very overrated and I'm not dissing California. I love it out here. I have a lot of friends out here. I made a life for myself out here for four years and then this summer into winter and it just made me realize that <laughs> I mean during COVID th this it's different before COVID maybe California would be the perfect place to live if you're in the creative arts, if you're in writing, if you're in whatever, whatever it is out here that thrives. But it's getting to the point where it doesn't matter where you live anymore. You can literally create your own timeline no matter where you live in the United States or in the world. Now that literally everything is digital, feeling pressure from society to live in a place like New York or LA or whatever I look at those types of people and I'm like but do you not see the bigger picture is it worth for me it's not worth living in an apartment it's not worth living in an apartment that is super super expensive you can barely afford food you can barely afford to, to buy anything other than food or rent. That's not fun to me. And I lived that life for several years. I, when I moved back to the East Coast um, after living in, in LA for four years and being broke and just realizing like, okay, I can always come back. Like LA will always be here, but right now LA just, it gave me a really bad taste in my mouth. So I moved back to Miami and my I created a new timeline in a week. 
I moved back. I found a place. I found a room to rent. I was 25. I got three yoga teaching jobs and a serving job that led me to bartending. And I, this all happened in like the, the course of a week or two. And it was like just waiting for me, you know? It's like those opportunities were just waiting for me. Every, every place that I called, every studio that I went to, I got in. It was almost like this golden Goldilocks time that I moved there because it seemed like the yoga scene was just about to pop. There wasn't really a big yoga scene yet in 2015. And I went at the perfect time, that Goldilocks time, you know? And it's like, you know, if I, if I just stayed in LA and just, you know, pushing through just because I thought that's the cool thing to do or because that's where people, you know, get success, I got more success in Miami that you know right away than the success that I got in LA after living there for 4 years. And don't get me wrong, my California life for those 4 years was amazing because I got my teacher training, you know, I did my yoga teacher training, I worked in production, I worked at nasty gal I worked at LF I did a lot of fashion stuff like I was I was working myself to the bone and had nothing to show for it because I was broke because I didn't know how to save money I wasn't tapping into manifestation in that way yet my manifestation journey and true awakening really started to get illuminated and faster when I moved to Miami and I, I realized that you can timeline hop, that you can literally just be like, this isn't working for me. I'm going to figure it out. I'm, I figured it out, you know, even though I had no money, like I had no money. I started to save and then I sold whatever shit I could. I packed two suitcases, went back to my mom's in Florida, saved money for whatever, a, a few weeks. And then I found an apartment and then I started just bartending and serving and teaching yoga. And my life was, I worked all the time, but that's what I had to do to start creating a new timeline for myself. And, you know, sometimes in order to create a new timeline, you have to jump off the cliff and you have to just jump in the unknown, you know? There's a famous Buddhist quote that's like, the good news is that you're, you're falling, 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 but there's no ground that you're going to fall onto. So it's like, there's no, you know, everything is figure outable. Everything is, there's options. You have resources. You have people in your life that could help you. You have if you're listening to this podcast, you know, you have a phone, you have a computer, um, you have your meditation practice, you have, like, if you really need to create a new timeline, you can. And if you're anything like me, like, maybe you are a Sagittarius. Sagittarius is the philosopher, the adventurer, you know, constantly wanting to travel. And I think the reason why I also wanted to do this podcast and kind of 
give you guys a gift on my birthday is because when my when my birthday comes around I'm not like a happy the happiest camper alive you know I the last several years I've been taking solo trips for my birthday um there was two years that I went to Tulum both so year year back to back and then last year I was in Miami visiting my friend who has the same birthday as me and I was visiting him and then we went to the almost 30 event um, in Miami and that was on my birthday on 12 12 so we went to that event and I remember so it was a it was a really cool event Nikki Novo was there she's a psychic medium she also uh, does tarot cards spiritual being um she called on me during this event and asked like I guess it was like a really short kind of reading and I explained to her kind of my life situation and the energy that I'm in and trying to get out of it and she basically was like she just told me because I was thinking about leaving Philly I didn't know what was going on in my life I was in this dark dark awakening energy and she said well what's you know it sounds like you're just not focusing on your happiness like what's gonna make you happy not not what other people think I forget what she said but it was just it really hit me and it was about really tending to allowing myself to feel happiness that's what it was as she said it sounds like you're not allowing yourself to feel happiness and um that that thing that she said stuck with me so much that I feel like that was kind of like it it set the table energetically for me for the for the next year so like all of 2020 has been this theme of are you able to to allow yourself to feel happiness or are you just going to keep yourself you know in this um whirlwind of overanalyzing or worrying or stress and I realized that a lot of my health issues that I was having because this time last year I was not well I was oh god I just fucking I remember how my Hashimoto symptoms were just flaring up even worse than they are now my legs were swollen. I was having like what felt like lupus kind of symptoms. Um, my my lower extremities were super swollen. I was eating too much sugar. I remember I had reactions to sugar, but I couldn't stop eating sugar. So I would eat like bags of grapes. You know, I was and that's like so that's so much sugar. You know, I was overeating fruit. I was binging on fruit. You know, and my autoimmune stuff flared up so bad when I look at pictures of myself last year even though I look okay in the pictures I just remember the energy that I was feeling and it wasn't good you know I felt I remember on my birthday last year 12 12 I was just hanging out at my friend's apartment he went out um, with- this podcast is sponsored by better help I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. 
When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life. So therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because For many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, So if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away 
And then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe Within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. His friends, and I just wasn't feeling it. And I just spent the evening alone. And this is before COVID. And it's, it's, it's like something within me got all of these um, health downloads. So I was sitting, I was laying on his balcony. I was journaling. I had my compression socks on because my legs were swollen. I was drinking tea. It was, it was a whole thing. I was emotional as fuck. And I remember getting all of these downloads about how I needed to move to Florida and live with my mom and my stepdad, whom I don't like my stepdad very much. I know that you guys already know that because I talk about this a lot. Um, and my spirit guides were saying, you need to move back to Florida, get the fuck out of Philadelphia, shit's about to go down, you need to focus on your health. And I was communicating with my spirit guide saying, why the fuck would I ever move home? I'm an adult. I'm not moving to my mom's. I don't necessarily need money. Like, I'm not as poor as I used to be when I was living in L.A. Why are you telling me to move to my mom's? And my spirit guide said, you need to focus on your health, and you're not going to do that if you live in Philly because you're not going to take yourself to the doctor. You're not going to drive yourself to get blood work. You're not going to focus on your, your healing. And you're not gonna get anywhere in life if you don't focus on your health so that was the big download last year is and i I remember speaking about this a lot on my podcast and and then a lot of you guys messaged me too about focusing on your health and many of you have messaged me or communicated with me via email and said that you had to move home too and i think there's something to be said about moving home there's there I know that when I moved home, there was a lot of shame and guilt, but then also it like, it helped me heal my root, my root chakra. And this, you know, takes me back to the the chakra thing. Your root chakra is all about your stability, financial security, family, feeling safe at home. It's funny because this whole 2020 year has been, you know, whatever, you're stuck at home, 
But then there's this whole other movement that came and said, no, we're safe at home, you know? And I want to be clear, I know that not everybody has a safe home to be in. And that's, that's why my root chakra was diminished. And it's funny because when I broke my arm in 2018 and I had surgery, they cut me open on my arm to put in the plates and screws and where they cut my arm was right in the middle of my root chakra tattoo on my arm you can't even make that shit up that's what i mean about how spirit is kind of funny and the synchronicities that come through are specially curated for us and it's like their way of kind of fucking with us and awakening us to the subliminal things underneath the surface that we haven't been noticing you know that was a huge scream from my soul saying you have a lot of work to do on your root chakra now you have a scar in the middle of your root chakra tattoo to constantly remind you that the work for your root chakra is the most important and that's why i've been um sharing a lot of quotes and root chakra healing practices or rituals and excerpts from this book um so again with with root chakra stuff it's stability it's it's a feeling of safety security um i'm literally looking at a picture of my old house from childhood that's a good practice to do actually is um if you have a photo of your childhood home, the outside, the inside, whatever, place it on your altar. And you can also place photos of yourself when you were a child on your altar. And that will help you heal and awaken your inner child because you're just giving those photos space to breathe and to be out in the world. So every time you look at it, you're, remi you're reminded that that's your work, you know, constantly soothing your inner child is going to help you heal your root chakra. And when your root chakra is imbalanced, you can feel like you're just constantly buzzing. You're, you have this anxiety within you. You, you feel like you have to be on your toes all the time or walk around eggshells, or you just don't feel comfortable. It also has to do with self-esteem and body image because a strong root chakra will help you feel okay in your body. And when it's not, you know, balanced or it's diffused in any way, you can feel, you know, very, very not okay in your skin. And I'm actually going to grab my notes because this kind of goes in line with the, the, the astrology transits that are happening right now. So if you resonate with this root chakra stuff and you've been being communicated with by your spirit guides at this time, focusing on health and physicality, that is root chakra, plain and simple. Your, your love life, your career, your financial life, none of those things can flourish until your root chakra is nourished you know like literally if you're if you want your life to change 
it starts from the ground up. You don't start from the top chakra down. You know, you have to have a strong stability. And like when the root chakra is imbalanced, that's like the equivalent of like a t- like a the tower card. You know, your your whole being is being shaken and from the bottom up it's like the ground is crumbling and that's what I mean when last year I had those downloads about health. It, I don't want to say it was about COVID, but it it did it did ingrain this fear within me, and I was like, I feel like something is going to happen. You know, maybe my health isn't. Maybe maybe something's going to happen to me. Maybe something's going to happen um, that I wasn't prepared for, and I'm going to have to go to the doctors. And it just so happens that you know when I got when I ripped off the band-aid and I moved to my mom's and I started saving money and I started having her support and helping me you know go to the doctors and get get blood work done and I started you know talking to a lot of holistic doctors and started to really get answers and then my podcast started to like thrive more than ever you know and I think it's because I was able to use my energy in a productive way because I was healing physically. I was literally rebuilding my root chakra by moving home, by having food available, by not stressing out about how I'm in a grocery shop with no car. There was no cold weather that was keeping me, you know, from from taking care of myself and making doctor's appointments. So if you're anything like me and you need doesn't have to be financial support if you need support in the ways that I'm talking about that just you acknowledging that is acknowledging to your root chakra that that you do need more help in that in that area of your body because us resorting back to roots to family to heal the inner child to get help from our from our loved ones and actually ask and reach out, reach out a hand for help, that is nourishing your root chakra. Um, we just went through a sun square to Neptune transit, and um, these are some notes I took from Jessica Lenyado's podcast, Ghost of a Podcast, and this transit about ne- Neptune can be very hard on the self-esteem Neptune harbors doubt and uncertainty. Neptune can make us feel like we're, we're taking things way too personally. She says that it's time to take it in and accept people for who they are and then release it and, and come back to ourselves, you know, because this is a very, um, again, the passive-aggressive energy keeps coming back into my mind because... Maybe you guys are dealing with passive-aggressive energy as well. Um, I feel like, and if this resonates with you, I recommend watching my tarot videos on on my Instagram. I've been posting tarot videos for the collective or Sagittarius placements. Um, My Instagram is gablovflow. It used to be gypsylovflow, but I changed it to gablovflow. I feel like I'm going through kind of a transition and gypsy love flow was my name since I made my Instagram, literally, in 
2000, what, 2011? So that's a long time. Uh, I think I think I'm just going through a character enhancement, you know. So again, that's another kind of like synchronistic thing. Is this is happening? This is all happening. <laughs> Anyways, um, so when you get triggered, another thing that with Neptune is when you get triggered, not letting it really affect you on a nervous system energetic level it's like acknowledging it and then kind of like stepping back and creating space and saying if I let this situation or I let or I let this person get the best of my energy what is that doing to my body and it's kind of like a selfish invitation to be selfish because in order to have a strong root chakra you have to be a little bit selfish you have to be connected to what's working and not what's not and figure out ways to cleanse yourself and energetically take a step back do what you have to do lean into rituals um so neptune is a call or an invitation to release and step back when triggered it could be a it could be also a time of um empathy fatigue feeling overwhelmed so what came through for me when I was kind of thinking about this podcast episode was what Dr. Rick Hansen is always preaching about is focus on stabilizing and soothing no matter what is going on how can we shift into an energy of stabilizing and soothing because that's going to strengthen our safety and security and root chakra within us he doesn't really talk about chakras but that's how I connect it to my work. Um, this is a really good time for boundaries. This is a, this is a time to for us to really focus on tending the insides, and I think that definitely aligns with the theme that I was feeling this time last year. It's almost like clockwork, you know. It's like the same thing with like when I'm talking about my cat. He gets sick once a year. It's usually in January. It's usually in December or January. Let's hope that he's fine because I don't really want to take him to the vet while I'm here. I just want to wait till I'm back after this move. But it's funny because we have these cycles and it's like, okay, he gets he gets sick like clockwork every December. And knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood. I'm knocking on my vibe within wooden journal right now literally <laughs> um and so realizing that we have these cycles it's like okay well how were you feeling this time last year were things shaken up did you feel uncomfortable I was in the same exact situation give or take my Hashimoto was kind of creeping my dreams were fucked up um, I felt uncomfortable in my home, and I, I feel way more comfortable in this space that I'm in right now, but when you have issues with people who you live with and the energy just doesn't feel right from them, obviously it's going to, to imprint into your root chakra, and I'm proud of myself because the older I get, the less I fucking care. The older I get, the more I realize none of this fucking matters none of these petty things matter and then you know 
that's a beautiful silver lining of awakening is that it takes the pressure off of the situations that are happening in your life that are super loud and super energetically charged and it just turns down the volume you know my my therapist says that turning down the volume and that helps me connect to that um on the topic of therapy i have a couple sessions available and couple openings available in december um, for my emotional healing, chakra healing sessions. I had two sessions um, recently with with girls who were in um, toxic, abusive relationships. So it was more of like a cord cutting experience, guided visualization, meditation. We do some chakra healing. We do breath work. We, we talk. It's an experience. It's an hour experience. And it's meant to help you really balance what's an imbalance and I kind of tap into your energy and I I do a little bit of channeling and we go from there and when you book a session with me you also will get um, my yoga classes for free um, and stuff like that to help you but if you're interested you can you can dm me or you can email me um, so with Neptune, I also have connect to your inner basic goodness. If people around you are making you feel like you're not a good person, again, if people aren't respecting your boundaries or someone is giving you the silent treatment or your relationship is feeling ungrounded and unsafe and you feel like the people around you in the physical realm, um, maybe you don't have anyone. You know, Maybe you really don't have anyone. That can also imbalance your root chakra just by complete, complete isolation, not having anybody around you, not having anybody around you who values you, who speaks to you kindly. That is very dissolving to the root chakra. So it's time to take inventory. And I think that's also like a a lesson with, with Neptune is like, it's time to take inventory of your physical because when we can focus and heal the physical the mental will also heal without the physical healing mental healing won't really come and if we only focus on mental healing and like we're only focused on therapy and shadow work that's not um, healing to the physical body that's actually stressful to the physical body Um, so again this drowning out ourselves with shadow work and overanalyzing ourselves or thinking about trauma or future tripping or past tripping there's a time and place for it my therapist has even said like schedule time in your day like get a calendar and schedule out when you're going to worry about your moving situation when you're going to worry about your flights or you know when you're going to worry about something intense that happened to you in childhood and give yourself these times to allow yourself to put energy into that and then when it's over it's like okay on to the next you know life moves on let's keep these wheels turning let's keep moving let's keep moving forward you know because we can get stuck in this trauma sticky brain and 
for me, something that helps a lot is just staying organized. I have, I have a journal for my, for my physical symptoms and like my food and, and that kind of stuff. I have a planner, which is an actual calendar. It's the vibe within wooden journal I was just talking about. You can actually make it into a planner. I'll put it in the show notes. It's also on my Instagram and, and links are there. Um, and then I have a journal that is like my spiritual manifesting journal that I can write, you know, downloads and journal about my feelings and, and all that. So I have three journals usually at all times. And this, this is what keeps my mind stable. This is what keeps my thoughts and my, my experiences and my, my desires and my creativity stuff it keeps it all organized it's like when you step and you do your journaling practice you're you're like stepping into a meeting with yourself it's chill it's safe you're hashing out things you're organizing your thoughts you're coming up with plans of action you're manifesting things you desire you're connecting to your soul you know you're you're having a therapy session with your soul you're sitting down you're turning within and there's no right or wrong way to journal you know um if you are trying to enhance your journaling practice and you you don't know where to start, I do have my shadow work, modern meditations and journaling course and it's on sale for the rest of the holiday season. So that's in the show notes too. Um, On December 10th, oh, I also have this written down, Neptune harbors immune system. So if you are dealing with autoimmune stuff, thyroid, Hashimoto, any type of autoimmune disorder this transit could be why your your physical symptoms are flaring up and this is just all the more reason to focus on healing your root chakra because when we start from the ground up that will start to radiate this healing energy all the way up to the solar the sacral the heart and eventually the throat which you know the throat harbors the thyroid and endocrine system so again if you're interested in chakra healing you know healing those types of issues that are deep wounds that could be emotional wounds um you can hit me up for a chakra healing session together on december 10th this uh there's a transit venus venus square to pluto and jessica Lemiato says this is a good time for social interactions um so that might have just passed I think this is going to be coming out on the 11th or the 12th. So if you're feeling like you are in your Venus energy, you're feeling better about yourself, you know, starting to feel better self-esteem, it's kind of like two clashing energies right now with the sun squared to Neptune because it's very harsh on your self-esteem. And then December 10th, Venus squared to Pluto can kind of take a little bit of pressure off of that, but you could still be feeling kind of shitty about yourself. Um... Pluto is known as the great abandoner and it amplifies and triggers abandonment issues and this is really crazy because the day before I was listening to the podcast about about all this ghost of a podcast I journaled the night before and I was like I'm so sick and tired of feeling like I don't have like an actual circle of tribe you know friends and I listen to all these podcasts and I listen to 
how all these people, you know, go on each other's podcasts and it, you know, it's like, it, it kind of like has like a high school vibe to it. And it's like, I feel kind of like I've always been on the outside of any, of any like popular dynamic. Like even in, in middle school, in elementary school, I always felt like I was, I had like a toe dipped in everybody's circles and I was kind of like an outsider. I didn't belong to a specific group of friends. You know, I was kind of like a shapeshifter. I kind of like flowed wherever I felt comfortable and didn't have any enemies, didn't have any best friends, really, like best, best friends. Um, and I think recently when I was journaling, maybe you guys can relate to this, it's just like this this sense of like not belonging and feeling fed up, you know, and feeling this energy of like, well, when is it my turn? When is it my turn for love? Or when is it my turn for an, a healthy relationship? When is it my turn for like divine, divine tribe group friendships? Because in college, I did have a lot of friends, right? And it felt very tribal. It felt very connected, but we were, all of us were connecting, drinking, getting fucked up and doing drugs and having sex. And that's, you know, that's a toxic tribe. That's a toxic tribe for sure. So I think there's like a difference between just being friends with people because you feel a sense of belonging, but you know that you actually don't underneath it all because the sense of belonging is artificial, like through drugs or alcohol or substance or whatever, you know? Sometimes being alone is more healing than being in relationships that are actually leaving you confused or angry or irritable. And I think that's that's a beautiful way to kind of like round out this episode is like it's a time to embrace loneliness and just accept it for what it is because we have to be real with ourselves we still are in a pandemic and depending on where you live in the world you could be in like a really severe lockdown and things could be really restricted this is not a time to put ourselves down for feeling like we don't have best friends or we don't have a sense of belonging or we feel abandoned like Pluto is going to amplify all those feelings so just keep that in mind because when you do feel like you're stuck down a rabbit hole and you're like I have nobody who cares I have no real friends I mean it can be really daunting and you know feeling abandonment also kind of comes with like shame or not feeling good enough you know but at this time if we keep that in mind and we know that Pluto is kind of amplifying this stuff and highlighting it and like shining a light on the part of the ego that's like well what about me like all these people are friends and what about me and it's like you know just chill just chill everybody is feeling lonely regardless of how beautifully connected people seem on social media or podcasts or YouTube or whatever people are sitting in their shit also you know 
keep that in mind. And then if you keep that in mind, that will allow you to, to go deeper than just the surface level suffering and be like, all right, round back to the root chakra, right? How can I understand what's going on in all these Neptune and Jupiter and, or not Neptune and Pluto and Venus? Um, and then we have also on December 14th, we have a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius or is it a solar eclipse but it's in Sagittarius so this is a time of manifestation this is a time of healing this is a time of going inwards this is a time of philosoph philosophizing is that a word philosophizing your life and coming up with plans of action and just get out of sitting in the shit start leaning into optimism what's working what's not cool let's figure this out you know everything is temporary if you're living if your living situation is shitty it's temporary if you're at living at home saving money it's temporary take advantage of it because when i was living at home for those seven months i saved a fuckload of money and it was like wow you know that was healing my root chakra. Even though I was living at home and I didn't like living around my stepdad, I, I don't like being around my mom and my stepdad's dynamic because it's been toxic from day one, it was an awakening and it was a test from the universe saying, can you just, can you allow yourself to just accept it for what it is? Can you accept them for what they are? Can you accept that your stepdad's, you know, a crappy person you're never going to like him can you accept that your mom you know the abandonment issues that I felt from my mom from a child could could I begin to just accept it for what it is and nurture my inner child and by me being there in her house it started to invite this energy of my mother does love me my mother does care for me my mother never meant to hurt me my mother is also healing her own trauma. My mother is also playing out cycles and patterns from our family. My mother lived in a different time. She, you know, kind of surrendered to the patriarchy and just, it is what it is and that's that, you know? That's part of awakening, so that's part of the darkness that comes with it, is seeing things for how they are and kind of grieving, you know? I talk about a lot, uh, I've talked a lot about grieving on this podcast in the several months that I've been living in California because I was going through a grieving process of grieving for my inner child, grieving for my mom, grieving for a life that I always wished for, grieving to feel at home, you know, grieving just, just the relationship with my mom. And I think it was a call, you know, it was a call to my soul and kind of like a hero's journey type deal to surrender and listen to my spirit guides and move to Florida and stay with my mom and stepdad and save money and that was healing my root chakra and then what I realized is that that freed up space in my mind to better serve you guys to put to put out better podcasts to interview better people, bigger people who 
who are healers to enhance my learnings and everything that I learn I try to share with you guys you know that's why I have this podcast because it was a mission to heal myself and it started with healing my throat chakra because my throat chakra was so fucked up in 2018 2017 2018 when my Saturn return was starting and after I had those sweat lodge ceremonies in Mexico in Tulum I got back and that's when the podcast was born and it was during Sagittarius season so again I this goes all beautifully together because it seems like the majority of my downloads and huge huge life shifts happen around 1212 my birthday the the birthday trips that I took in Tulum were very very isolated I went by myself you know I I did these sweat lodge ceremonies and it's like it it unlocked something in me you know and then then and then the the podcast was born and then I started realizing like if I want to help people I need to figure out my shit as well so that's what this podcast has been and it, it was born you know it was born around my birthday, which is which is uh, funny. I guess that's another synchronicity from spirit, is that this podcast was kind of a, a physical manifestation of my birthday energy. So, yeah. I don't want to make this episode too long, and I'm really excited to, <laughs> to pre-debut, preview... Um, this music creative uh, track that me and Matt Bellina have been working on. We're working on a creative EP together and it's going to be a collaboration of spoken word poetry from me and original songs by him. And the lyrics uh, are co-written by me and all music is by him. So it's kind of like a, you know, just a way to bring healing to the collective in a new way because I know I've said I've talked about this before listening to music from your past can trigger the body the physical body and the nervous system to rehash memories that's connected to that music really instantly so if you're trying to heal energetically it might be time to shift into new completely new music and not listen to anything that is old that can trigger memories that can trigger reactions trigger fight-or-flight responses or PTSD or whatever it's time to shift into a new energy and old music will always be there but if you're dealing with this kind of because for me I haven't been able to listen to music a lot recently it's just I'd just rather listen to podcasts or meditations or a lot of like frequency healing music because for me when I listen to music with lyrics or it's like whatever that artist's energy is it's imprinting itself into you so if that artist's energy is about breakups and love and feeling like shit or you know or it's just like corny as fuck music that just makes you feel like this isn't real you know that's how I feel recently it's just like 
I just want real. I just want real energy and I can't describe it, but whenever Matt creates a song and he sends me it and I listen to it, it's like it's like I've heard the song before. It's like my soul it it, it absorbs into my body and it's just so familiar and so safe and feels so good that this is why we're sharing this with you guys and we're really excited to eventually have a full EP out um, because our mission is to help you heal yourself through music, through new vibrations, through new sounds that will help you step away from the past and more into this moment and really enjoy the this what's going on right now. So without further ado, I want to just express how much I love you guys. Thank you for always being here. Thanks for, um, you know, being here for this birthday kind of episode. I hope that you learned stuff and I hope that you feel better. I hope it helped. And yeah, without further ado, this song is an original song by Matt Bellina, co-written by me, and it's called This City. How did I get here? This place, so hard to embrace, a feeling so unclear. This city, once sparked a divinity within me, but now there's only ashes and gloom as I melt alone in this crappy hotel room. No appetite but a starving mental fight. It's crazy I found myself and lost myself all in that same breath, all in that same night. It's clear we're in new phases now. Sometimes you just need to start fresh. Why did you reach out to me? Was it to clear your own regrets so it's no longer a blur? so you can sleep better at night? Because to me, it seems like you're still a lost soul. I tried to help you. And now you have to hide me from someone you don't even love. But in all honesty, it feels so free being wrong. Because then you can truly move on. Without the attachment expectations of a certain outcome. But within the surrender, I still sit here and wonder, do you really miss me? Or do you miss being inside of me and my world?
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.